Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Thank you, my friend. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passion, and that's what I'm going to do for you as you listen to Money Making Conversations. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. My next guest, John Hope Bryant, is the founder, chairman, and chief executive officer of Operation Hope, Inc., a global nonprofit headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia, birthed just under three dec- decades ago in response to the despair and destruction of the 1992 Los Angeles riots. Inspiration starts at home. We should all understand it at such an early age. The fact that his mother told him she loved him every day ensured that he didn't have a self-esteem problem. The fact that his dad was a business owner for 54 years gave him a real example of being an entrepreneur. So through him, he had a sense of this. Yes, I am. And yes, I can. John Holt Bryant work has been recognized by five past U.S. presidents and has served as an advisor to three past sitting U.S. presidents. A mentor to many, Bryant is dedicated to sharing his failures and successes in life and business to empower the next generation of entrepreneurs and world changers. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my friend, John Hope Bryant. Hey, hey, Rashawn. Honored to be with you, man. <laughs> Thanks for doing what you do. Well, thank you for getting on this call. So where are you at right now, and what's at the top of the list in the middle of the pandemic for you? I am uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, which I believe is the moral center mm-hmm. uh, for America. It's the moral capital for America. It's where uh, we got our – it's where the Civil War was uh, concluded, the March to the Sea, the battle for the March to the Sea. Uh, it's where – uh, civil rights uh, for black people were, was born with the, the civil rights movement. Uh, it's where the largest population of black wealth is today, uh, which uh, I think is the beginning of what I call the silver rights movement, S-I-L-V-E-R, a movement in the, in the suites about economics, power, ownership, and opportunity that matches the movement in the streets, mm-hmm. which was about basic decency and dignity, respect, and access. Uh, so I, I just think we're sitting in a moment in history, my man, well, but I, we don't, we don't see it for what it is at the moment. Well, you know, when you talk about the uh, black wealth, you know, uh, the Tulsa riots, I shouldn't say the riots, uh, the massacre when they had the black yeah. wall street in Tulsa and, um, yeah. and blacks were being, um, stopped from uh, achieving success financially, socially, and, uh, being recognized for their intelligence, their ability to be entrepreneurs. And that's what we fight yeah. today. We we fighting the the message that we participate. How can we overcome the stigma that you know? I want to have to say this. White America keeps trying to say black people don't participate. Well, we got to get our minds right, my man. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to do your show. And one the one of the reasons I bought I wrote the book. Uh, it's now a bestseller that came out a little under a month ago called Up from Nothing: The Untold Story of How We All Succeed. It's all about mindset. So mm-hmm. let's go back from let's go back to the Tulsa example you gave. You know, I get frustrated with people saying Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Black Wall Street, 
because that's every street in white America. <laughs> I mean, there was nothing, you know, Tulsa, the, the community, which was a devastation, which was horrible, which was, which was humiliating, disgusting. Uh, every negative thing you could think about what was done to us. But the aspiration that we achieved on that street, and it was just a couple, just a few blocks. It was a community, a local community. That should be every community in America, not one little place in Oklahoma that we point to from a hundred years ago. The fact is that thirty percent of blacks, of white families, pass down wealth from generation to generation, and it's and wealth creation has become a habit with our mainstream Caucasian friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the differentiation between making money and building wealth is everything. You know, making money you do from nine to five, building wealth is what you do from nine to five, at nine p.m. to five p.m. meeting. So you hustle, you 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 earn your living from nine to five. Mm-hmm. You may have a part time hustle from five to nine, but you actually build wealth in your sleep. <laughs> right. From from nine to five, nine p.m. to five a.m. It's stocks, it's bonds. It's, it's business investment, it's entrepreneurship, it's education because it compounds in your sleep. It's compounding, it's rental income. You build wealth in your sleep. No one ever taught us this. We're, we're, we, as you already know, we are brilliant. When the rules are published and the playing field is level, we succeed. But it's what we don't know that we don't know that's killing us, but we think we know. And Ambassador Andrew Young, who was on that balcony with Dr. King when he was assassinated, my mentor and friend, said to live in a system of free enterprise and not to understand the rules of free enterprise just must be the very definition of slavery. Wow. Let me, let me ask you this, John, again, thank you for coming on the show to discuss what we're talking about is a black entrepreneurs, black recognition being, being saying that we are, we're good citizens. We, we pay taxes. We want the same thing you want, you know, living in an environment where we can be safe come home and nobody's broken in our homes. And it seems yep. that that message doesn't get resonated enough because it keeps being blindsided. But I'm going to go back a little bit. In 1990, I moved to Los Angeles from New York. In 1992, mm. I was actually living in um, L.A. I was uh, yeah. doing a morning show on uh, Stephen Wonder's radio station on KJLA. Oh, yeah. KJLA. Rob <laughs> McGrew, my, dear, my, my best friend, Rob McGrew. That's what we were doing. First, afternoon first drive. Manager, that's come on. That's my that's man. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so I got to drive down Crenshaw when it all was going down. And uh, that's where I first uh, encountered black people with either fear or trying to save their business, started saying, uh, uh, this is a black owned business. This is a black owned business. This is the black owned business. Now that's 1982. We had a vivid video of a black man being beat several times by several police officers. And then 2020, we see a black man, eight minutes being strangled to death on video, same video. Yeah. Yeah. What, I say that the the the, the city of um, Los Angeles was set on fire. The country, like whoa, yeah. military was sent in to shut it down. What do you think is making a difference today? Because white people didn't participate in any civil change, but now you see white people participating in civil change, and change can only happen if everybody recognizes there is a problem. Yeah. So you've you've unpacked as I would expect from from a a, a high frequency thinker like you. You unpack, you know, a 800 gorilla and a huge question, um, and I'll try to answer it succinctly. There's a question within a question within a question. Right. Uh, so in my in my book, I talk about so life is 10 percent what life does to you, and 90 percent how you choose to respond to it. I put that in my book about leadership. So what's your response going to be? 
So let's just go back for a minute to the trauma, because we've been traumatized. We've been uh, we've been abused uh, in this country as, as African-Americans. But my Jewish friends were, as an example, were also likewise not only abused, they, there was attempted extermination. A third of them were targeted for extermination by Hitler. But so but they went into that, that battle with different tools than we had. They came out of that battle with different tools than we had. They decided to fight that battle with ownership, capitalism, economics. Uh, in fact, they were not allowed to own land in Europe. Jews weren't. So they created finance. <laughs> so they could finance the land and create portable wealth. Literally finance is portable wealth. And they went into that battle with five, what I call five pillars of success. As much education as you can shove down your throat. Understanding the math, economics, ownership, uh, entrepreneurship, financial literacy, all the things you, you talk about. Mm-hmm. Family structure and resiliency. Mm-hmm. Self-esteem and confidence. As you know, those two things are different. Self-esteem is how you esteem yourself. Confidence is how you take your confidence and lean it into the world. And role modeling and environment, right? So they had those things tight going in. And, and, and they had them tight coming out. But they decided to fight. Because they're, Jews today are being stabbed and murdered and, and lynched around the world. But they decided to fight their fight with economics, ownership, and opportunity, in, a, in, a, in, a, in my opinion, uh, in an economic world. So that was the right response. Uh, and, they've, and they've demanded, not, you know, even a, <laughs> respect. You say earned it, whatever. We've all earned respect. They demanded respect. Right. You, you had poor whites who came here from Britain. Uh, who came at the same time as we did as indentured servants. Uh, and they're still poor today. No one taught them to be industrious, but they had the benefit of being white. The word white was a made up word. Literally, the European royal class, no, no one made this word up but us in America it, it, in a way to differentiate in the early 1600s poor whites from their poor black brothers and sisters so they wouldn't collaborate together. We'll, we don't have time for that story. We'll put that aside for a minute. So African-Americans who, as you know, came here as geniuses of the land. That's why we were brought here from Africa, because we were agricultural geniuses. We could plant, seed, soil, and grow crops anywhere in the world. So we weren't dummies. We were geniuses. But when they got, we got here, they dumbed us down. They stripped us of that self-esteem and that confidence. They demanded us. They, they demanded. They, they denied us the education. The the Freedmen's Bank of 1865 that Abraham Lincoln created to teach free slaves about money after the Civil War. He was killed the next month. The bank fell into disrepair, even though Frederick Douglass tried to run it. People don't even know, uh, Rushant, that, that, that Frederick Douglass was a businessman, that he owned real estate in Baltimore, Maryland. They just think he was an abolitionist. Right. Um, and, he, and he put $10,000 of his own money in that bank. But that bank failed. So no one taught us financial literacy. No one, the, our family structure was de, was destroyed. Our resiliency, as a result of that, was denied, uh, or, or should I say, it was never built. Self esteem in the toilet. Ro- confidence came from the wrong sort of things, which were things that bling, things that shine. Right. Uh, and, and role models were, were, you know, okay, let's look at our role models. The two areas we succeeded, and I'll shut up here, were really at scale the arts. You know, you work with Steve Harvey, the, uh, who's a fr- is also a friend. The arts and professional sports. Why? The rules were published and the playing field was leveled. So we killed it because the rules were published and the playing field was leveled. But capitalism, which is 99%, 99.9% of the GDP of this country and the world that's left over, nowhere taught us that game. So you combine the five pillars we didn't get 
with the game that we don't understand. And you end up in a situation that you find, we find ourselves in where 100% of these in-place black murders by police and unfortunate shootings were in 500 credit score neighborhoods. We have a check catcher next to a payday loan lender, next to a rent-to-own store, next to a title lender, next to a liquor store, next to a pawn shop. Next it's a to game. a motel. It, 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 don't throw it in there. Don't forget and there's a church down the street trying mm-hmm. to make you feel a little bit better once a week. I call that an unofficial psychologist because we won't admit that we cray-cray. We won't go get real help. And, and I think that if you're black today, before COVID-19, 70% of us would be clinically undiagnosed depressed for good reason. So what? It, so COVID just, just sort of took, it either made you more resilient and you doubled down on the right mentality. I call it a winning mentality. We, you have that. You've got a winning mentality and you've got a hunter's role. You, Rashawn, you've got that. And that's why, you, that's why you continue to succeed. But most of our people have a surviving mentality and an, and, and an observer, spectator's role. That's the problem. Our, we've got to get our heads back in the game. We've got to, as Malcolm X said, we've been bamboozled. We've been tricked. We've been fooled, right? A hoodwink. Come on now. <laughs> hoodwink. So that's why, that's why I'm all about financial literacy at scale, uh, black ownership of businesses as a way to, to social justice at scale. Right. I'm, I'm all, I'm up, yeah, go ahead. So let me ask you this, John, you know, because what you're saying is absolutely correct. And what I wanted to get all, the additional response to you was that we had a video in 92 of Rodney King, and then we had a video of 2020 of George Floyd. George um, Floyd, yeah. The, the nation re- saw the same video in 92. Yep. L.A. burned yep. down. Uh, yep. the, the Bush sent in the military to shut down the situation. And then yep. move forward in 2020, people are, white people are reacting differently. Was it COVID being shut down, being the sin of being able to talk amongst each other or society has become more interracial now? They're willing to be able to communicate honestly about the flaws of America. What made this movement different? It, it's uh, fear. I'm having it's, trouble it's fear, connecting. It, it's fear in I'll your own house. What I mean by that is, uh, and by the way, there are a lot of uh, what I call, you know, very, very good uh, Caucasian collaborators and supporters out there that we should give them credit for. I mean, they, they partnered with the Urban League. That was when they, the Urban League was created through blacks and whites. The uh, Responsible Whites partnered with the, uh, in the creation of the NAACP. Uh, responsible Whites partnered in, with blacks in, in the creation of Operation Hope and so many other organizations. So I want to make sure just sure that, that, that that statement is out there, that this is not a white versus black conversation. But your question, once again, is very uh, insightful. And the answer is that they understand we're at the, we're at the end of kicking this can down the road, that it's now going to hurt them if we don't, we don't solve this. That in Europe, you had the European families taken over when wealth got to one or 2% of concentration of all wealth. That's not sustainable. And they, we, and so we, before COVID and before the economic crisis and before the 40 year old social justice reckoning, uh, at 2020, you had this this widening of the wealth and income inequality gap, but you know it was it was five percent, it was ten percent, fifteen percent. But we now realize that every hundred years you have you have a, a reset in this country. So you had the independence from Britain, 
in sort of circa 1760 to circa 1770. Uh, let's be fair. Say 1765, 1775. Then you had the civil rights movement, circa six, you know, hundred years later. Right. Uh, 16, uh, 16 uh, sorry, let's go, sorry, the, sorry, the civil war, my bad. 1865, 18, so 1855, 1865. Then you had the civil rights movement, the 60s, 1960s. Every hundred years. This one is early. This was early by 30 years. Everybody realized that the moment is pregnant. And what the question is, what are we going to give birth to? Is it chaos, to quote Dr. King, or is it community? His last book, where do we go from here? So anybody who's thinking right now, anybody who's thoughtful, anybody who has wealth and wants to keep it, anybody who wants democracy and wants to sustain it, is looking at a society that's coming across, coming, coming apart at the seams because hope is not equally distributed to all of God's children. We're not keeping the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, not even not not even by a liberal definition of that. It's not sustainable. So my I tell my rich friends, my rich friends need my poor friends to do better if only to stay rich. Thank so you. there's not there's not enough police to save you if police have I'm sorry, if people have lost hope. So I think that is the short answer is that everybody understands that 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 you can take no pleasure from the fact that the hole in my my end of our boat. Right. Because we're all going to sink. I love it. I'm talking to John Hope Bryant, founder, chairman, chief executive officer of Operation Hope Incorporated. He came on the show to talk about one million new black businesses, a campaign. Tell us about it, John. Yeah. So you, you got to have a solution that's bigger than the problems that we face. The Bible says, well, there is no vision. The people perish. You've got to have a solution bigger than the problems that we face. And so I draft this thing called a new Marshall Plan, which people can go online and download. Uh, that's my vision for the resetting of this country. And to your point of what you preach on the show, it's about a hand up strategy, not a hand out strategy. It's about recognizing black folks as untapped GDP, gross domestic product, that discrimination, racism against blacks has cost this country, $16 trillion with a T in lost GDP in the last 20 years, Citigroup report of two weeks ago. It also showed that they just knocked it off right now. The country would gain another $5 trillion of GDP over the next five years. That's enough to pay off the <clears throat> CARE Act COVID-19 stimulus money for the whole country. So I'm looking at this, this challenge through an economic lens. I think that's the right lens to solve it, to get everybody on deck. And so if you have 3 million, just under 3 million black businesses in America, but 96% of them don't have an employee, pause. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want people to think about that, all right? How could you get the CARE Act money, the PPP money, which was designed for employers who have employees with overhead? If you're working from home with no employees, you miss that boat altogether. It, it, it struck me that we have no books and records. We've got no business manager. We've got no accountant, no CPA. We've got no proper banker. I don't mean the teller at the, the, at the local bank branch. I mean a private banker who knows who you are and curates your involvement. Yeah. Welcomes you into the bank the the that you can call on your cell phone. The okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We, we don't, we, we're, not, we, we're not building wealth. We're on a treadmill trying to get paid. Getting paid, getting some money, getting some paper, all that's these phrases that we use. 
is winning the battle and losing the war. We need to be about building wealth. You can't build wealth without compounding. You can't compound without uh, something other than you. In this case, employees, technology, infrastructure, systems. So I decided to not just complain about it, but try to do something about it. So we partnered together with Shopify, the second largest e-commerce retailer in the world, the largest company in Canada. And they committed $127 million at our Hope Global Forum last week, $127 million over 10 years to help Operation Hope stand up 1 million new black businesses. So people, people can go to 1MBB, operate, they, can type, they can type in the computer 1MBB, it's searchable now, or go to hope1mbb.org or operationhope.org and right now step into the new reality of business ownership for themselves and their children and their children's children, the creation of wealth. I can get into what that all this means, but that's the backstory of what we're doing. And we're and, and Shopify is not the only company involved. They just made that first major commitment. We're doing wraparound services, which include accountants who are giving us time bank commitments of two hours per business. We know it's really interesting that you're saying this because I remember in 92, I opened my comedy club. I just opened it, John. Okay. I didn't have an accountant in place. I didn't understand my human resources. I didn't even have job applications and I was hiring people. Okay. I had no system in place. And that's what you're talking about as far as being an entrepreneur. You have to document that you're an entrepreneur in order to be recognized as an entrepreneur. In, In order to get loans, you have to have separate bank accounts. In other words, if you have a personal bank account, you should need to open up a business bank account. This is how you become recognized as a business person. And I use that 92 as an example because just like you, I'm willing to tell people how I've made mistakes in order to tell people how I've recovered from those mistakes that I've made. Nobody's perfect as as an entrepreneur. I don't care who you talk to. You talk to Bill Gates, you can talk to Warren Buffett. They've all made miscalculations on stock or miscalculations on business decisions. But we have to understand that that happens, but you also have to understand that you have to have the infrastructure in place in order to be respected, in order to be recognized as an actual business. And that's where black people in general get frustrated and they're quick to call racism because they're not given the same opportunity, but they're also not given the same opportunity because they don't have the right plan in place. And that's what you're talking now about. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. So, so is racism real? And this is again, this is what I go, I go through deep in my book, Up From Nothing, is it's a certain degree we're shooting ourselves in the foot now. Racism is absolutely real. Racism is like rain. It's either falling someplace or it's gathering. Okay? Right. Might as well get an umbrella in the color you like. And start scrolling through it because it's not going to change. But you, but, so you must. But why does our Nigerian black friends come here and kill it in three years? Why do our uh, Ethiopian black friends or our you know Jamaican black friends come here? They're blacker than us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. They come here and they and they in three years they own the whatever the little you know three three uh, three Uber cars. They own a little or, shop. Whatever. Or get a reputation as a as a hard worker, a person who's willing to hold yeah. down fifteen jobs. And that's what you was talking about earlier. Nine to five, Mindset. five to nine, nine to nine. 24 hours that's in right. a day, learn how to use each hour. And that's where black people are not being being uh, not taking that mantle of accepting that, you know, we're willing to work hard to achieve our dreams. Where the mantle in the streets is that black people are lazy. Black people are always looking for handouts. Where when you say, when you talk about Africans or you talk about Jamaican from the Caribbean or all these other people who look like us, 
tend to come over here and accept. They accept criticism. They walk through that. Well, you can criticize me. That's mm-hmm. not going to stop me from my dreams. And that's all you're saying right now is that we have to change mindset. the mindset and also be willing mindset. to say, that's not me. Let me show you who that's I right. am. That's wow. right. Wow. John, come on, man. Keep talking. You're preaching that. Not, 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 not one ounce of my self-worth or self-esteem depends on your acceptance of me. That's Quincy Jones. It's, it's not what people call you. It's what you answer to that's important. Never, ever answer out of your name. That's Dr. That's uh, Dr. Cecil Chip Murray, First Amy Church in Los Angeles. Uh, it, 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 life is not what life does to you; is how you respond to it. That's me. Uh, I take no for vitamins. <laughs> okay, that's me. <laughs> you know, and, and, an entrepreneur works eighteen hours a day to keep from getting a job. That's me. You know, uh, you know, success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. That's me. The point is that you've got to have the right mental. Uh, recruitment and right. mental acuity uh, and mental and mental stamina and mental uh, and mental atti- att- att- uh, attunement. Mm-hmm. You've got to be tuned to succeed. So this yeah. in the book, I talk I talk about this this uh, I make the story real quick. But this guy Mike Maples, I was saying you know he's one of the top ten venture capitalists in Silicon Valley. And man, how, tell me about your story. Oh, nothing. He said it's just a normal story. I said I didn't ask you that. Tell me your story. He said, well, my dad, you know, worked at Microsoft. What did he do? Oh, he worked with Bill Gates. Okay, everybody worked at Bill Gates, technically. What did your dad do? So it gets around to the short version of the story. He was number three at Microsoft under Bill Gates. He was the president of products. So he's a big deal in Microsoft. So he's at home, and he started a video game business at 13. At 16, he was fairly successful. So he goes to his dad, and he says this. Hey, dad, I think about selling this company to Disney. Now, uh, you and me... If we had a child or even a 50-year-old cousin who said that, we would be, uh, Rashawn, we would be applauding them, right? Right. We go, okay, they started this business. Gonna, they got the audacity to say they're going to sell it to Disney. So you and I are in agreement. We'd be applauding that, correct? Right. Okay. The father said, I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> the father <laughs> told Mike Mangles Jr., I'm ashamed of you. We don't think like that in our household. And little Mike was, well, what do you mean, Dad? He said, young man, in our household, we don't, we don't follow the agenda. We set it. You're not going to use your company to be, to, to, to be sold to Disney. You're going to use your company to buy Disney. <laughs> mentality. Now, now, the mental now, shift. Now, Rashawn, now, now, it doesn't matter whether the kid was going to buy Disney or not. It's, it's irrelevant. The point is that now the kid thinks he can buy Disney. Yes. Yes. So the kid, so, so the kid grew up to be somebody who 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 is now one of the top ten venture capitalists in Silicon Valley, who's financing everybody else's dreams of people who believe they can buy Disney or build Disney. My point is, we've got to get our head. We we've been we've been sucker punched, man. As a group of people, we are brilliant. We are amazing. Again, look at the arts and look at sports where we have that confidence, that self esteem, and we got all the tools. Right? We kill it. We, we've been killing it in F1 racing now. I mean, what, uh, NASCAR, F1 racing, tennis, I mean, we're all in golf. Uh, but, but no one stopped to give us the rules of the game and you're trying to unpack that I'm doing with the book Up From Nothing, the work of Operation Hope, the financial coaching sessions in 25 states of Operation Hope, the, the work of One Million Black Business Initiative, the thought leadership of the, of the new Marshall Plan. I believe this is the third reconstruction right now. Two things before I, before we wrap up here. Uh, one, I want to make a, a statement about 
how can people participate in the one MBB? Because you can search it. It's, it's, you can go on Google, just type it in. But I want to make a statement about when you said his dad said, look, son, you should want to buy Disney because you look at YouTube when they sold. They thought they were selling for a lot of money. But then you look at what YouTube yeah. is now. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. they when they look back, they go, "Wow, okay." Why did I sell that? <laughs> okay, and, and, and you can even go to to the the selling of BET. That was a lot of money, but when you look at what it what when you look at what what the infrastructure of content, the infrastructure of streaming, how people are, are how black content is resonating nationwide, the value of BET is phenomenal. Okay, so yeah. what he's saying makes sense. You can short, you can, you're just short selling your dream for a quick check. That check might have millions attached to it, or billions attached to it. But son or young lady, look at the future. When when uh, Bob Iger bought Marvel, I didn't I didn't see why he bought Marvel. Now, look at Marvel now, the biggest mm -hmm. franchise. It's a universe. Now DC is trying to implement. You know, trying to trying to copy, I should say, what Marvel has accomplished with that franchise. So it's the visionary yep. part that we are lacking in the black community. We have to become visionaries, not just visionary in the church, because we got that lock. We got the we got the Bible yeah. on lock. But from a business yeah. perspective, we don't have that on lock because we tend to pray too much and we tend to hope for opportunity instead of creating change. That's what you're talking about with your whole platform. Correct, John? Well, I want us to continue to pray, but I want us also to be Dr. Dr. Dorothy Hyde said, you need to be a dreamer with a shovel in your hand. And we've got to be as, as expert in the suites as we are in the streets. I mean, we're expert at protesting and marching, but that doesn't pay a bill. Right. Uh, being angry with your neighbor doesn't make you any wealthier. You've right. got to move from the streets to the suites. So three years ago, we don't, we don't, we run out of time. I know three years ago, maybe I'll come back on your show. Three years ago. Well, we got, I, you got to, first of all, John, John, you got to come back because I knew nothing about the book. They, this interview was set up to talk about the one MBB. So I want, because yeah. end of the year, we're in November right now. So I want to bring back in December because I read every book that comes to me and I'll be, I'll be buying your book to read it because I think that's a great book for us to use to launch, launch a program of what 2021 should feel, be like for young entrepreneurs. But continue your thought. Yeah. So I'll be happy to come back. But the, the, the three years ago, uh, I decided for those who still didn't think that what I was saying applies to them. And, oh, John, you do that in the nonprofit sector. So, yeah, but I was an entrepreneur before I did. Okay, never mind. Let me just show you. Three years ago, I went and created a real estate company, had no assets, zero. Today, it's the largest minority controlled institutional quality owner of single family rental homes in America called the Promise Homes Company. I own $110 million worth of real estate. I didn't say 110000 110 million in three years with 5% of my time, because I spend most of my time on this, 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 this pain in the rear end operation, hope nonprofit, which I love. Uh, but I spend most of my time in the community. I, I built a $110 million portfolio in three years, part time of 700 rental homes. And I'm renting it out to my people at, you know, affordable housing rates, $12 a month. Rent. I'm building that. The point is, what if everybody in this, who's listening to your audio uh, podcast, who's, who watch you, your videos, what if they decided to buy three homes over the next three years? One to rent, one to live in, two to buy, rehab, and rent. Buy, rehab, and hold. Because they aren't growing any more land. Well, I first bought these homes, they're worth $80 million. Mm -hmm. Then they're worth $90 million. 
Then 90, I didn't do anything special. 95 million, 100 million, then now 110 million. If I keep holding it, compounding interest, it's paying for itself. They're paying for themselves with rental income. The longer I hold it, the, the longer I keep from cashing out, trying to floss, the more wealth I create. So, uh, and the more wealth I create, the more contracts I can give to black owned. 44% of, of my uh, vendors are black. So, right. so landscapers, roofers, right. uh, lighting companies, uh, painting companies. Uh, uh, I, I mean, the, so the bigger I grow the portfolio, the more homes I buy, the more living wage jobs I can provide, the more contracts I can let to black owned businesses, the more wealth you create. Absolutely. How can one participate in the one MBB program, John? They go to, they start by saying, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> you go to Operation Hope. Put that on the mirror. Put that mantra on your mirror. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Because you got to start somewhere. And you have to believe that's, that's right. why you want to do it. Because a lot of people don't understand the amount of work that's tied. I always tell people, a 40-hour week job is just preparation for you to be an entrepreneur. So stop complaining right. about what a person is asking you to do 40 hours a week. Master it. And once you master it, then you can become an entrepreneur because you understand how to do business. And one, you understand what it means to be a professional. Yep. And understand that nothing good comes easy. So there's going to be very tough days. You want to do this thing we're talking about here? Understand that love is work, non-love is laziness, and anti-love is evil. Evil exists, but it's very rare. Most people just don't want to do the work. So once you decide that you're willing to do the work of raising a child, of, of being responsible in the job and the business, uh, owning your own business, whatever it is, being spiritually fit, whatever you're thinking, you, it takes work, then call us. We'll put you into, we'll make an investment in you. When you make, when you make an investment in yourself, we're gonna make an, uh, we'll make an investment in you. Uh, the investment that per business is equal to about $25,000 that we're investing in. So we're going to give you free, free 700 credit score counsel, free uh, Hope Business in the Box training to be an entrepreneur or small business owner, free small business builder training. Free coach, financial coaching, free access to your credit score. Then you graduate from that program. Then Shopify is going to give you a free domain name search, free website securing, free website storefront, free uh, payment systems from Shopify, uh, free fulfillment systems, help with, with, with shipping systems. Get this one. You make your first sale. They'll give you a credit line. Wow. Against the first sale. Wow. Yeah, it's serious. And, we're, and we, now we got these professionals, these accountants and bankers and lawyers who are going to give you wraparound services. Somebody said to me, what's the hitch? What's the catch? I don't get it. It's real simple. We've sold these companies on the vision that black folks are better than a consumer. We are a trillion dollar consumer spending force. You know these numbers better than most. But why aren't we a $10 trillion economic ownership force? When you own that kind of wealth, you spend money, you, you're a vendor. You, so versus an accountant giving you free services in two years, you'll be hiring that accountant, hiring that banker, hiring that insurance professional, and paying Shopify versus them giving you a hookup. So we, I've, I've sold these companies, and I'm going to sell more, that we are a good investment, not a handout factory. So you step into your dream, and if two years you're successful, you'll be paying for the very services that you're being vested with for free right now. That's my bet. That's my investment in you. And it's access, It's open to everybody in this country who wants to step in the dream and be a business owner. 1MBB. Hope1MBB.org. Awesome. John, uh, um, my studio, uh, you know, I'm based in Atlanta. So when you come back in December, right. I'm going to invite you down to my studio. 
that's being built out right now. Sure. Completed in two weeks. Be all video. Honor. Me and you, man. Two big head dudes trying to change the world. That's us, man. Me and you. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. And thank you. And again, we'll be coming back. We're going to discuss that book. So I'm going to get the book. I'll be ready for that. And then we're going to talk out in detail how to be part and change your life for 2021. It's just perfect timing. Fourth quarter is when you start changing your life. We're going to set it, set the record straight in December when you come back with a live broadcast of you talking about all this program. And we can invite anybody else you want to be on the show. COVID safe. Everything I do at my building is COVID friendly and COVID safe from COVID safe friendly from the standpoint of you walk away feeling I'm comfortable sure. about the environment that you I'm walk sure. into. Again, be safe, yeah. my man, John Hope Bryant. Thank you for coming on the show. Money making conversations. Peace and life. God bless you. Thanks Talk to you. All righty. Okay, if you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. <laughs>